1: Hello and welcome to the RAW preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Daddy Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw and SmackDown, but also NXT, AW Dynamite pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody quiz, of course on Wrestle culture, As I said, though joined by Michael Sidricks look ahead to Monday Night Raw. And, and before we do that, Sidge, um, on the SmackDown preview last week, well, welcome back, first of all, but also on the SmackDown preview last week, I, I started it by ranting about the fact that we are, well, now less than two weeks away from SummerSlam. WWE is finally back in front of fans And they never tease anything. And I don't want to do the whole, well, AEW does this or whatever. But like, and I know AEW have been doing bigger shows, i.e. Road Rager, Fight for the Fallen, Fighter Fest, Homecoming, etc. But even on regular weeks of AEW Dynamite, we can sit here and preview, I don't know, four matches, three events that are going to be happening on the show that have actively been advertised literally for tonight's show. If I was just going in with the notes that WWE gave me, it would be two tweets, both of which are effectively someone addressing the WWE universe. It's infuriating this and not just because it's my job to preview it, but on the one hand over the weekend, we're going to talk more about this in a podcast later, but on the one hand over the weekend, they're making vast changes, huge amounts of firings and releases left, right, and center effectively saying like this is the problem this is what we need to deal with and yet they also turn around and go well you'll tune in because it's just raw isn't it and it's like this summer slam is shaping up don't get me wrong to be one of the best summer slams in recent memory and yet the weekly product has no bloody idea what's happening week to week and that's all down to one man presumably who tears it all up at the last minute anyway
2: yeah this uh this specific podcast is like fundamentally broken you can't really do anything on the WWE podcasts um I forget the name of the Twitter user who pointed this out um so forgive me for that but one of our loyal listeners pointed out like the stark difference in tone between the Raw and Smackdown previews compared to the AEW Dynamite previews Mm -hmm. we talk at length with a lot of passion about what's in store, what the implications are, how great every match is going to be. And on this, we can't do that because there's more often than not, no show with which to preview. There is no hope for a good show. Everything's completely chaotic. Um, So we're going to try and have some irreverent fun at the expense of this rotten product. Um, I didn't really watch Raw last week. (laughs) I was having a lovely old time in Centre Parks. I got up at four to watch AEW Dynamite on the Wednesday like a total mock, but I absolutely didn't do anything of the sort um, for Monday Night Raw. Um going on holiday with the kids on like an active holiday, like we were going to the water park, we were cycling, and there were certain activities. We played family squash, that was good. Um, such is that sort of holiday mm. that you can completely exhaust your children into having a nap even if it's not even if it's no longer part of their active routine okay <laughs> got up early enough um bike rides water park like it's exhausting for a child so at about 12 one both children of mine had naps that allowed me to do whatever the hell i wanted it's like can i go for another bike ride can i just lie in bed and do nothing uh, maybe I could go for a soak. Who knows? One am on mm-hmm. holiday. Deserve this. I'll do what I like. Should I catch up on Raw? <laughs> right? That question never entered my head, Wilborn, I went for a bike ride on Tuesday afternoon by myself, all around the complex in the beautiful woodland. And that was exponentially more preferable than suffering through this um, asinine television program.
1: Yeah, I think the thing is, we always have to say, oh, this is a time of recording. They've only advertised two things. And more often than not, they turn around at, I don't know, mid afternoon US time and say, actually, we have got this. Here's this match coming up. Here's this big announcement that we've got you got to look forward to this evening. But I sense that's not like, I mean, it's partially them. They believe that if you send something out, people will go, oh, yeah, bloody Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I've watched that tonight. But it's also the fact that that's probably only just been agreed because. They have people who work for the entire week from Tuesday morning till Monday night on this show. And it's pointless. I know I'm covering old old ground here. It's just just infuriating.
2: But if they give you the same rubbish, you have to give the same takes. Like, all I'm saying is, if the entire quote-unquote WWE universe decided to go for a bike ride in a hot tub, like, everything would be much better. They would be sent a message of, all right, this is unacceptable. Hmm. And so people aren't going to accept it. But there's enough there are sufficient numbers of morons who accept this drivel and mm. we are here to tell them that they're wrong. It's essentially what we do now. It's like WWE is a major part of our coverage and it's we are running out of ways to bury it. So let's <laughs> try and do it humorously, I guess, because every take, every criticism is freezing cold. Mm. And what's worse is that there's no chance of them correcting these unifying criticisms of this absolutely rancid television output. So we're just going to try and have to lean on Patter here.
0: For
1: a pay-per-view, that as I said is shaping up to be absolutely massive. You look at the the few matches we've got announced for it so far, and they are almost uniformly sensational potential matches, or you know, at the very least, matches that will get people's attention. But
2: loud. They'll be loud. Yes.
1: Well, let's 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 talk about what we know and one of the matches that I'm referring to there, what we know for tonight's show, and that is Bobby Lashley's response to Goldberg. Uh, Last week, Goldberg speared MVP, which infuriated Bobby Lashley so much, he finally accepted uh, Goldberg's challenge for SummerSlam. I'm not sure if you saw the grown-up Goldberg's son, Gage, but it's effectively going to be him versus Hook at WrestleMania 50 in the main event, because... Well who
2: go to WWE?
1: (laughs) Fair point. But, uh, is it wrong of me, well, I'm, I'm a sadist, so probably, to think potentially tonight, if Bobby Lashley's trying to respond to Goldberg, he might put his hands on Goldberg's own son who was stood there ringside last week.
2: What is it with you and wanting to watch young men in their early 20s, preferably with long hair, get split in half?
1: I don't know. Uh, it's a very good point. I should look into it, really.
2: Uh, it's absolutely fine. It's, I've got no problems with that whatsoever. Um, Look, that would be effective heat, would it not? Yeah. That would be an effective storyline driver in which the guy you are meant to support, the guy who himself says, oh, I'm a bit washed, but I like the money. Oh, what a great baby face you are, Bill. That's awesome. <laughs> fantastic stuff. Like this match to me, like, look, here's the thing. If it hits its ceiling, it'll be a nice sprinty four minutes. That'll be loud and like a spectacle, if you like. I'm getting no f- inkling of that from the way that they've booked this Um leaning rather heavily on the fact that your muscle monster of a champion is a bit of a bitch and doing that with reigns as well at the same time it's like come on come on I have some heavies to do your work for you but do something to make you seem like you think you're hard um getting none of that so far i would like very much for bobby lashley to do it's just heat god damn it it's the absolute basic tenets of professional wrestling but again like This isn't a professional wrestling company. It has rejected the designation that it's a professional wrestling company for a long, long time now. Um, Here's a story, a little interesting bit of historical trivia. And we know that Vince's history is his present and his future, uh, based on the news this week, which we will cover imminently, um, incidentally, um, on this very platform. Back in 1995, the closest Vince McMahon's ever come to ceding control of WWF. Um, was when he handed over the reins temporarily to Bill Watts, who, of course, revolutionized episodic TV um, in the 1980s um, through his absolutely seminal Mid South wrestling program. The first thing Bill Watts did, having an old wrestling head, and people thought he was washed at this point, but this is a killer angle, is that he folded in several players and he destroyed in the first segment of the show, or oh, sorry, the last segment of his originally. Planned show. All the baby faces to get destroyed. Even The Undertaker was like flat on his back. Jesus Christ, The Undertaker's taken a heel beat down for the ages here. And that was how the show was meant to go off the air. with the idea being, oh my God, is The Undertaker okay? And the fact that you're asking this question about The Undertaker has a certain gravity because Mm, he's so invincible and powerful. Vince McMahon hated the idea that this was a cliffhanger. And within a week was like, no, no, I can't have somebody else do this to my product. And Watts was basically binned off promptly thereafter. That show being taped was recut so that the originally envisioned closing heavy heat angle was spliced into the start of the broadcast because it was taped and they could toy around with it. And then <laughs> they did this segment where Doc Hendricks, Michael Hayes was outside the in the trainer's room the doctor's room, um, getting an update on your beloved favourite babyface superstars. And uh, The Undertaker, who in the original plan was flat on his back. Is he okay? I hope he comes back next week and kills the other guy sort of thing. Doc Hendricks said, and I quote, or I'm paraphrasing, it's very close to a direct quote, this. He said, well, guys, I've got an urgent medical up to date, uh, update on The Undertaker. Man, yeah, He's had the wind taken out of his sail. <laughs> what? I thought he'd been, like, brutalized and almost concussed and, like, in mortal danger. No, he's had the wind taken out of his sails. But, you know, you can read from that. Like, it's going to be okay, folks. They don't do big, heavy heat angles. It is just wrong to expect them to do something bad to Goldberg's son. And I will be delighted, much like you, Wilborn, if, in fact, they do, they should. I'm expecting some catchphrases and patter. Yeah, or maybe some funny images of
1: how old is Goldberg, sort of thing.
2: Yeah, MVP looking at the Titan Tron. Yeah. Oh, look, they love getting Gilbert out. I don't oh, know how much my- Goldberg likes this, but Vincent Mann is very much telling everyone except Roman Reigns, You are my bitch. Get Gilbert out. I'd love to see Gilbert get speared if he's in. Yes. Decent enough physical health. I know that he's not had the best of uh, luck in that regard. But if there's a healthy enough Gilbert, who's willing to take a... Uh, maybe he can apply some kind of hold, actually. Hurt lock. Of hurt lock. Yeah, Hurt Lock Gilbert.
1: Yeah, that might work. Uh, I hope he doesn't uh, beat him down so bad that they have to do the solemn tone. So. Very uh, sad to report that uh, he's got a stitch. There so. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the other side of things. Uh, in the main event last week, it was actually quite a, quite a highlight of Monday Night Raw, that no-holds-barred match between Nikki A.S.H. and Charlotte Flair. That- Charlotte I, Flair? Didn't,
2: I didn't see it. So no, tell she- me what
1: happened. Uh, the finish, I'll just I'll cut to the finish, because uh, Charlotte Flair had Nikki A.S.H. beaten twice and did the old heel. No, not beating you yet. I want to beat you up a bit more. Uh, and then she went to spear her through a table that was propped up in the corner, and Nikki A.S.H. moved. Charlotte put herself through a table and then Nikki hit a finish and pinned her. So it's all, oh, how will the queen recover? How will she respond, etc.? She's going to address the WWE universe. I just hope it's, oh, I didn't tell you. I'm not sure. Did you see the backlash about Charlotte Flair last week? Name dropping. Yes. Yeah, name dropping. Do you know what somewhere? I tweeted I
2: about? I tweeted about Max Caster because I was disgusted because I expected more from AEW. I didn't tweet or take any interest in the Charlotte Flair promo. As you know, not on as it was because I expect nothing less from that company. But I did catch wind of that controversy and in a rare departure for me, Wilborn. I was inconsistent in my coverage because I didn't, in fact, reserve the same energy for Charlotte Flair. I did bury the Caster rap though, definitely, Mm. because one company's worthy of like getting like a little bit annoyed at
1: yeah it it feels like maybe they need to start inserting Rhea Ripley more obviously into this obviously we've had her looking sideways at a television whilst these two are wrestling and what have you and she's been racking up victories over we've been Nia Jacks last week so I've maybe that I sense this is just going to be a, a promo interruption train you sense Charlotte Blair dressing the universe saying oh everyone gets a fluke win sort of thing and then Rhea coming out and and Nikki, and maybe they do some sort of, I don't know, maybe some sort of, it'll probably be Rhea versus Nikki, and then Charlotte gets involved and it's a big old DQ, perhaps.
2: Something. Like, here's the thing. You can do like a mad lib. Yeah, can't you? Yeah. Some kind of like Charlotte Flair, uh, Rhea Ripley, Nikki ESH, DQ, impromptu match, promo train impromptu match DQ what about Nikki ESH versus Rhea Ripley
1: yeah
2: Shelf uh, Flair can moan that it's not fair that she's been um, asked to conduct her job mm-hmm. because you know none of them want to do it and honestly I can see why so maybe tonight I not any of this <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I need uh, 10 minutes of talk about this Rubbish, and I need another holiday. And pro- promo train, Charles Flair can oh, tell. It's unfair that I have to do my job. Maybe it's time for you to do your jobs. And then Rhea Ripley versus Nikki Ash can have a match, and Charlotte Flair can interfere because she's just really concerned, Willborn, about the sheer profound amount of momentum mm. that um, Rhea Ripley is generating by beating the champion and outdoing the champion. That,
1: Well, let's get to a question that I'm going to keep asking until it actually happens. Because, it. well, it, I'm fairly certain it was meant to happen last week. So obviously, uh, two weeks ago, you may remember, or you may have deliberately wiped it from your memory. Riddle, isolated, Miz, Morrison, Styles, Omos. Kick the crap out of him. Last week, it's going to be Riddle versus Big jord versus Omos. It's in Chicago. And they've said, oh, Randy Orton's going to be there. So we went, oh, Randy Orton's going to return then, obviously. He's going to be in peril. Maybe he's already been beaten and almost is putting another beating on him or AJ Styles is setting him up to do something else. And, uh, you know, that's when he makes the save and you set up the very obvious tag match for the Raw Tag Titles at SummerSlam. And almost came out alone, (laughs) beat Riddle, and then we moved on. And I went, sorry, where's the Randy Orton return? And he just was never there, apparently. So... Surely it has to happen tonight. We're less than two weeks away from SummerSlam, mate. Uh,
2: Maybe. Surely. Why is he not there? (laughs) It's, It's all very mysterious, this. If I know one thing about WWE, and unfortunately I know too much, it's that they like to get all of their stars where possible on the shows to the total detriment of any kind of fresh feeling or new matches or new stars. Um, This has become very pronounced, even more so than usual over the past however many months. It's a question of, is this a choice? What's going on with Orton? I've got no idea. I don't know how to um, answer this question. Hmm. Realistically, I don't know how much I care. Like they've told themselves a decent story and I guess rated RK bro... There's definitely a singles match there. Maybe Randy Orton can just turn on him at SummerSlam, having looked a little bit apprehensive about saving Riddle tonight. Look, I don't... we
1: you can't do that because I mean it's everyone. Finally, everyone is part of this this bandwagon that me and Hamlet have been pushing for for months, if not years. And I know you've been a part of it as well. I think it's happening. I think I think Dominic Material is going to electric chair his dad at SummerSlam on the ramp.
2: Have you see the tease?
1: So you know, that what? Tease. but therefore, on the opposite side of things, you have to delay that. So presumably, it just, like a nice well, coronation even- moment for RK Bro at SummerSlam seems obvious, but to get there, like, and yet I know they can bring Orton back next week, and then it's official. There you go, Raw Tag Title match at SummerSlam. But why don't you have him return this week to save him from? I don't know. Have I've have, have Styles versus Riddle, and uh, maybe Riddle's, you know, looks like he might actually be able to beat him. Almost obviously gets involved, and it looks like he's going to get the scooter shooting mm. ass or something, I don't know. And then Orton comes out and makes a save. And then next week, you can have the comedy of, where have you been, Randy? I thought you were dead, sort of thing and lay the groundwork for future and oh yeah i saw you trying to win me that spot in money in the bank or whatever it was i think it has to happen tonight especially like the the void of them announcing anything would seem to suggest that something. you know we always come off the back and we go "Oh, okay they did have something but it they just wanted to keep it a little bit quiet so i, I think you we will see randy Orton potentially make the save tonight because if we don't it's a it's a hard sell to suddenly turn that around in time for SummerSlam.
2: Possibly. And if there's a suggestion that they can't do a turn, given that there's a parallel development happening over on SmackDown, they're basically booking Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley in the exact same way. Mm. Um Cowardly champions who like to stack them. They love stacking them these days. The amount of, Doubling of the coexist stuff in the women's division before WrestleMania. Like, they don't give a... It's content to them. They'll do the exact same stories on both shows.
1: Copy my homework. We'll make sure that people don't realise it. Oh, cool. Uh, there's a bit of plagiarism here, Vince. No, 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 no. That's in a blue pen. This is <laughs> a blue pen. Um, speaking of matches for SummerSlam, though, uh, they have done pretty well, to be fair, building to either a match or the uh, hopefully the coronation of a new... United States champion in Damian Priest. Him and Sheamus have had uh, back and forth. There's been qualifying matches or whatever. They've, they've come up with that new match to get a match, but not officially. That's not if you just do well in that match, then maybe you'll get a match, sort of thing. So I sense that's the direction they're heading. Uh, maybe, maybe with Ricochet involved, he, uh, you know, he's come out to aid Damian Priest last week when the numbers game caught up to him. But you know what? I think they've done well with Damian Priest and I think if they put the US title on him, for example, at SummerSlam, that would that would be a nice arc for him from, even though he disappeared for a bit after WrestleMania, obviously with injury. I think it shows that they still have faith in him and, and for good reason.
2: Yeah, they've got faith in him, which might be a little bit different too. They've done well with him. Um, but we haven't senselessly 50 50 them too much. Uh, he's, in, he's in the worst match of the year. The yeah. zombies, you know what I mean? It's like that's the game we're dealing with here. Priest versus Sheamus. The thing is, it's like it's just impossible to give. Like, they had a match on Raw, I remember. Am yeah. I right in thinking this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was Al Reed, it was canny good. Um, but it's like if you here's that, it's not a wrestling company, man. It's any old content will do if they did not have that match. If they instead had like a really intriguing storyline building to the Summerslam match with the odd heat angle ahead of it, like maybe I could give a toss about the prospect. <laughs> I, do, I don't. They've, they've had the match. Yeah, but
1: forgetting the big thing—the big, the fact, big... That the fact that the big, the forget—the only forgetting is like they want us to forget that they've had a match already. No, and not to you know talk about NXT ahead of time, but think about the nose stir because he's got the nose in the mask and that's why he lost to Damian Priest last time and there'll be mask shenanigans, maybe.
0: Oh,
2: God. Well, there's going to be mask shenanigans in there. I hope there's going to be mask shenanigans. Yeah, damn right. The spread over there like, aye, more masks, the merrier.
1: Um, here's a question I was very excited to ask you today. What will Jinder Mahal have planned for Drew McIntyre this week? Did you see what he had last week? Did you see this?
2: I went on Pro Fight DB very quickly before recording this podcast, which is amounts to my preparation, and I saw Drew McIntyre defeat Shanky and Veer in a two-on-one handicap match in two minutes via disqualification.
1: Yeah, so... Jinder got involved, and... Uh, oh, you also missed this part of Drew McIntyre's entrance last week. There was a lot of, obviously, crowd-sweetening stuff, and this was apparently just some sort of production fault rather than... I did
2: like, see this. I did see this. 16 times, Chuck.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, so they go, we'll trick him, we'll get him out there, we'll put him in a handicap match, and then if, as if that's not bad enough, we'll, we'll attack him, and then we'll all get chairs and batter him. So they did. Well, they got chairs... And then he got a sword. <laughs> he got his sword and just twatted the chairs out of their hands and they legged it. And uh, the last we saw, I think, of Jinder Moore was him legging it out of the arena with poor Kevin and Patrick chasing after him and uh, him saying, karma's going to come for, for Drew McIntyre. I don't know how he escalates this or how you sell me on a match when Drew has dealt with Jinder and his heavies on multiple occasions.
2: Mm, yeah, also Drew and Jinder have had a match. So, I think, mean, come on. Uh, Wilborn, you're not as cynical as I am. I really thought this, these, uh, this week off was going to help. It hasn't helped remotely. Why should I care? What are the stakes of the rivalry? Where's my, like, intense emotional investment? Well, I think, who's the goody? Who's, like, really good? Who's, an, who's a good man that I should root for? Is it the guy who just absolutely brains some poor bastard forty times with a chair? Totally disproportionate, I might, might I add.
1: Yeah, but he, he broke the replica sword that he took in case of people
2: breaking it. So, oh, the one that he said, yeah, you never bring that. You never bring the real one to the show. You know, the one that I've got here at the show. <laughs> Remember that. Like, what are the stakes? Who are the people are like? There are, no gen- ans- there are no good answers to these questions, man. Yeah, I don't I don't know what he does, but
1: he has to. Yeah, ha- Jinder has to get the upper hand at some point. Otherwise, yes, he's obviously cost him uh, money in the bank. But aside from that, and yeah, breaking a replica sword and all the three MB history, which is you know such a great thing to mine.
2: I'm so hungry.
1: I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, we'll finish on a better note, okay? I promise. You want a match we have not seen before, correct? Preferably. Okay. Well, I've got one for you because, not sure if you saw this last week, I sincerely doubt you went looking for it. Uh, Even Marie Dudra. Oh, actually, no, it was just Doudrap, I believe. Uh, or was it Eva Marie? okay oh, who cares? They lost a match last week and Alexa Bliss appeared on the, uh, on the screen. And you know when Eva wins, she does the whole, even when Dewdrops wins, oh, the winner of the match, Eva Marie. Well, Bliss was like, the loser of the match, Eva Marie. ha, 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 ha. Childlike stuff thing going on. So later on, they found Alexa's playground and attacked her in it. And then, even targeted in WWE's lingo, a certain friend of Alexis you might have uh, forgotten, but uh, her friend is of course <laughs> Miss Damian. Um, chucked her off the swing. Was like yucky or whatever. Walked off, and then as they left. Pop back up, didn't she, Lily? She's back, baby. She is a thing that can move and isn't just a doll that gets held by people. We're, we're getting... Uh, I think we're getting a tag match at SummerSlam. I think Lily is heading to SummerSlam alongside Bliss to take on even Maria And they're going to have to sell for her. And I'm quite
2: excited, if I'm, if I'm honest. Oh my God, my God. If after several years of... WWE fans burying Kenny Omega for wrestling a blow-up doll in DDT. As if those matches weren't, like, really well performed in a completely different universe, storyline-wise, to what most wrestling companies, even WWE, operate in. If, in fact, even Marie sells for a goddamn doll in WWE canon, on WWE television, I will pop my titties off. I'd love it. I can think of nothing more I want from this company. Cena Reigns, yeah, it'll be loud. Yeah, it'll probably be good because it's like dramatic and loud. Not necessarily the best wrestling match you've ever seen, but like proper dramatic, proper loud. If Eve Marie sells Red Ball. That'd be my match of the year. Just to see the gymnastics that these morons will have to pull. Like, if nothing else, I want WWE to get even worse than it is now because it's just funny watching people defend it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a new match, so you've got your wish.
2: Honestly, like I just want it to be bad. It's like, it's, it, I think it's impossible to be good with the way that they approach it. So, like the more interestingly bad it is, the better. So bring that on for me.
1: Yeah, I I, I sit there and often say, you know, they're good in spite of themselves because they're talented performers or the whole, you know, stopped clock theory. Nothing about this is something I actually know. Scratch that. Pipe and Ivan deserves so much better. Oh yeah, she does. As does as does Bliss, obviously. But Bliss is, you know, it's a, she, this is a part of her now for the time being. Um, I don't know what happens next, obviously, with the the very Wyatt situation. But oh my God, when this comes on my screen, i i I'm saying skip, and I have to review it, so I have to watch it to make to make notes. And then I think, oh, actually, this is a really good pattern, and it'll make a good, you know sentence for the preview so I have to feature it but <laughs> yeah Roman Reigns, John Cena, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, Goldberg, mm-hmm. all in SummerSlam! This <laughs> <been>. <laughs> Don't Let wait. us know your thoughts ahead of Raw tonight on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Watch that. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Great to have you back, mate. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. <laughs> and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, later on today, we will talking about just what is really going on in WWE as part of. Uh, one of our get the table podcasts. And of course, if you subscribe to What cool Dressing, you'll get our raw review when it comes out tomorrow. And if you want to suggest something short, crap, and wrestling related for us to review instead of a segment of Monday Night Raw, I sense we're going to be spoiled for choice tonight. You can do that by subscribing to What Cool Dressing and leaving a five-star review on there. But this has been the raw preview. My thanks to Michael Sidwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.
3: Planning for your next trip?